to 1 Kings chapter 17. Habiendo hecho eso, puede tomar su lugar y vamos a ir a Primera de Reyes, capítulo 17, verse 8 tonight, verso 8, comenzando ahí. Praise the Lord. Uh, the Lord has been speaking to us regarding this declaration this year. Breakthrough will visit my house. How many of you have received that word? How many of you are expecting breakthrough? How many of you are seeing breakthrough? Amen. That's God's promise for us. So I want you to take hold of that. And as we uh, return to this, this passage of scripture again tonight, this is our third time coming to this passage. Uh, God is speaking to us about bringing breakthrough to your home and to my home. So uh, we want to be uh, receptive to the word of the Lord. Vamos a ser receptivos a la palabra del Señor. First uh, Kings chapter 17, verse 8. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Arise and go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gates of the city, behold, a widow was there gathering sticks. And she called to her, he called to her and said, Please give me a little water in a jar that I may drink. As she was going to get it, he called to her and said, Please bring me a piece of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have no bread, only a handful of flour in the bowl and a little oil in the jar. And behold, I am gathering a few sticks that I may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat it and die. Then Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go, do as you, do as you have said, but make me a little bread cake from it first and bring it out to me. And afterward you may make one for yourself and for your son. For thus saith the Lord of Israel, The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty, until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So she went and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord which he spoke through Elijah. Father, we thank you tonight because you love us so much, just as you love this widow, that you have made plans for our provision and plans for our breakthrough. You have set aside a time and a season to bring the families of this church into a place of breakthrough, a place of abundance, and a place of provision. I pray tonight that the word which you have given to our hearts, would take root, that it would bear fruit, good fruit, and much fruit for the glory of God. I ask you to let faith arise in our hearts, in Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. Amen. Say this with me tonight. This year, the breakthrough will visit my house. One more time. This year, breakthrough will visit my house. we got to do it three times. Seal the deal. This year, breakthrough 
will visit my house. How many of you believe that? If you believe that, shout amen. We've been studying the story of this woman who was in dire straits. Hemos estado estudiando la historia de esta mujer que estaba en una situación bastante crítica. She was about to uh, have her last meal in a famine. Está para comer su última comida en una sequía. Only one meal is separating her from death. Una comida le separa de la muerte. She's at the very end of her rope and at the very end of the resources that she has. Uh, what she didn't know was that breakthrough was about to visit her house. Esta mujer está una separada de la muerte por una sola comida y ella está al fin de sus recursos, pero lo que no sabía es que ella estaba para ser visitada por el Dios de el avance. She was about to be visited by the God of breakthrough. And I want you to get this in your spirit, get it in your heart, that God has decided to bless you. Quiero que usted uh, ponga esto en su corazón, enriquezca su vida con este pensamiento. Dios ha decidido bendecirme. bendecirme. I want you to enrich your life, your thought life with this truth. God has decided to bless me and breakthrough is going to visit my house this year. Say amen if you believe that. Now I told you uh, last week and shared again on Sunday night. I'm going to tell you again as a review. There are three parts to her breakthrough. Hubo, hubo tres partes o tres características de su uh, avance. And these three parts are principles throughout the word of God. Estas tres partes son principios a través de la escritura. And they are principles that God has given to us as instructions in this season. Number one, uh, she had to receive the word of the Lord. Número uno, ella tuvo que recibir la palabra de Dios. And any time you're going to have breakthrough in your life, whether it be financial as it was in her case, or whether it be health, or whether it be relational, or whether it be um, in any sphere of life, you're going to need the word of the Lord. Para poder recibir el avance en tu vida, vas a tener que recibir la palabra de Dios. You were saved by the word of God. Usted fue salvo por la palabra de Dios. You're born again by the word. Fue nacido de nuevo de su vida pecaminosa y su vida antigua por la palabra de Dios. How many of you would say that getting saved was a major breakthrough in your life? ¿Cuántos reconocen que ser salvo es un avance en su vida? Now that was a little bit weak, so I'm going to give you another chance to really process the question. How many of you would agree that getting saved was a major breakthrough in your life? I'm talking about bigger than a new car, bigger than a new house, bigger than a college degree, bigger than getting married, getting saved, knowing that your sins are forgiven and that you're going to heaven when you die is the biggest breakthrough that you could ever experience in your life. Say amen if you believe that. How did that happen? It happened because you received the word of the Lord. La salvación vino a su vida, trajo avance a su vida, porque usted recibió la palabra de Dios. That one moment when you received the word of God, salvation came to your heart and, and things have been going forward ever since have been uh, breaking through ever since. Desde el momento que usted conoció a Jesús, 
How many of you would say that your life is better because you know Jesus? So just that one word you receive has produced a daily breakthrough in your life. El, ser, el, el hecho de haber recibido la palabra y entregado su vida a, vida a Jesús ha provocado un avance diario en su vida. That is the power that we're talking about tonight, that in order to have a breakthrough, you have to receive the word of God. Para tener un avance en tu vida, tienes que recibir la palabra de Dios. The word of God produces faith. La palabra de Dios produce fe. And without faith, it's impossible to have breakthrough. Sin fe es imposible tener un avance. Entonces requerimos la palabra para avanzar. Now, I don't have the time to reteach what I taught on Sunday night. So if you missed that, go and download the podcast and listen to that, please. Because it is, it is important that you get this truth. That in order to have a breakthrough, you must receive the word of God. You must receive that word that has been sent from God for the particular circumstance that you're in. And now number two, we said this woman received the word. Number two, you have to be willing to obey the word. Número dos, para recibir avance, tienes que estar dispuesto a obedecer. Uh, you have to be willing to obey the instruction. Obedecer la instrucción que se te ha dado. And I've mentioned to you that God's instructions are always within reach. Las instrucciones de Dios siempre están a nuestro alcance. God's not asking you to do something you can't do. He might be asking you to do something you don't want to do, but he's not going to ask you to do something you can't do. He's always going to give you an instruction that's within your reach. Elijah said to the woman, bring me a glass of water and a, a little piece of bread, and that was within her reach. Uh, lo que Elías uh, le pide a esta viuda está dentro de su alcance. And so for us, the matter is, am I willing to do what God is asking me to do in this season? Entonces, el tema es si estamos dispuestos a hacer lo que Dios nos está pidiendo en este tiempo. And in order to know what God is asking you to do, you got to listen. Para poder saber qué es lo que Dios me está diciendo que yo haga, Tienes que oírlo. Tienes que obedecer uh, o poder entender lo que Él está diciendo. And so, breakthrough may come because God gives you an instruction. And that instruction, though simple as it may be, produces a doorway of blessing into your life. Number three, we have said that she gave a seed. She sowed a seed. Número tres, esta mujer sembró una semilla. Something left her life. Algo salió de su vida. And that seed was that little piece of bread. Esa semilla fue el, uh, un pedazo de pan. Pero ese pedazo de pan se convirtió en una cosecha para ella. That little piece of bread turned into a harvest in her life. How many of you need a harvest? Uh, ¿Cuántos necesitan una cosecha? If you want to harvest in your life, there has to be a seed that you sow. Tiene que haber una semilla que usted siembra. We're going to be talking about that tonight. But I want you to, to get that into your heart, into your spirit tonight. Because God is saying, if you will receive my word, if you will obey what I tell you, and if you will sow 
a seed, you will see breakthrough come into your family. You will see breakthrough come into your life. How many of you believe God? How many of you will obey God? All right. I want you to real quick keep your place in 1 Kings, but go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. Uh, rápidamente, guarde su lugar ahí en Primera de Reyes, pero vaya a Isaías 61. The Lord gave us this word this morning in our elders' prayer meeting. Esta mañana en la oración uh, de los ancianos de la iglesia, el Señor nos dio esta palabra para la iglesia. I want to share it with you. Isaiah 61, verse 7. The word reads, instead of your shame, uh, you will have a double portion. And instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. Everlasting joy will be theirs. How many of you would say that the double portion is a breakthrough? Dice la palabra del Señor que el lugar de eh, la deshonra recibirás doble porción. Y esto es un avance. How many of you could use a harvest? How many of you could use a double portion? Well, God says, instead of your shame, you will receive a double portion. In other words, God says, I'm going to give you a double portion for the trouble and the shame you've had to put up with and deal with. The thing that Satan thought he was going to steal from you is going to become the platform for God to manifest double for your trouble. Say amen, somebody. It's time to receive the word of the Lord. He said, you will receive a double portion and joy, uh, and, and uh, instead of humiliation, a shout of joy over your inheritance. Therefore, they will possess a double portion in their land. God says, I want to give you a double portion. Now, we know the double portion belongs to the firstborn. La doble porción le pertenece al primer nacido. And you and I belong to Christ, and Christ is the firstborn. And so the double portion belongs to him. And it belongs to us. Say amen, somebody. La doble porción le pertenece a Jesús porque él es el primogénito. Por lo tanto, esa doble porción ha caído sobre nosotros. So, whenever you're going through life, I want you to start looking for the double portion because God has spoken that over your life and my life. Say amen, somebody. Now, here's how, this is why I wanted to read that to you tonight. Because when... When uh, you when you read this chapter uh, back in First Kings now First Kings chapter seventeen, uh, regresando a Primera de Reyes diecisiete, you have to read it kind of with double vision. Uh, para leer este capítulo lo tiene que leer con doble visión. Number one, you have to read it in the natural. Lo tienes que leer en lo natural, because God's will uh, for breakthrough is to impact the natural life. All right, he doesn't just want you to have spiritual blessing. He wants you to have blessing in every sphere of your life. So you, you have to read this story with an understanding. I think all of us have this understanding. God wants to touch my physical body. He wants to touch my finances. He wants to touch my relationships. That's all in the natural. Uh, but you also have to read this chapter with a spiritual vision. To understand there are some principles here that, uh, that God... Teach, is teaching us through his word that if we will implement in our life, we can experience double portion in all the areas of our life. 
And so let's dissect this story a little bit more. Vamos a estudiar esta historia un poco más. Porque hay mucho para que uh, estudiar. There's so, there's so much to draw out of this story. Let me just uh, go, go through the beginning details again. Elijah has commanded a drought and a famine. Uh, el profeta Elías ha, ha mandado una sequía. He said, it will not rain, nor will there be dew on the earth until I give the word. El dijo, no va a llover ni va a haber rocío hasta que yo dé la palabra. Y luego Jehová lo envía al arroyo de Caret. God then sends him to the brook, a little stream called Caret. And while he's there, a raven provides for him. God said, go to the brook called Caret, and I have commanded a raven to provide for you. Dios le dice a Is, uh, al profeta Is, uh, um, Elías, yo he mandado un cuervo que te alimente. Now, you have to understand a little bit about Bible geography to understand this. So I'm going to explain it to you, and hopefully we'll all get on the same page tonight. God sends him to the east side of Jordan. Dios lo manda al lado este del Jordán, which means God sends him out of the promised land. Dios lo manda afuera. De la tierra prometida. And then God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feed you through a raven. Luego Dios le dice, te voy a, a alimentar a través de un cuervo. Uh, ravens were unclean animals. Los cuervos son un animal uh, que no es limpio de acuerdo a la palabra del Señor. You could not eat a raven because it was an unclean bird. Uh, no se puede, podía comer ese, esa clase de animal. And so you have the prophet who's going out of the promised land and he's going to be fed by a raven. Then we go a little bit further. God sends him to a widow who is a Gentile. Luego vamos un poco más adelante. Dios lo envía a una viuda que es gentil. Now what is wrong with this picture? He leaves the promised land. He gets fed by an unclean bird. And God blesses a Gentile in order to bless him. Now, if you look at it from the natural, that doesn't make any sense. But here's why I want you to look at this spiritually. Because in this season, God is going to use things and he's going to use people that you would not expect in order to accomplish his purpose in your life. Amen, somebody. So get ready for that and don't let your religion and don't let your prejudices and your biases get in the way of your breakthrough. Can I speak to somebody tonight? I'm speaking into your future right now because it may not make sense this minute. But in a few days, you're going to know what I'm talking about. As God starts to bring breakthrough into your life, you're going to want to say, oh, wait, 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 that's on the other side of the river. Wait, that's, a, that's an unclean bird. Wait, that's a Gentile. But God is saying, I don't need the, your rules in order to bless you. You just get my word and obey it, and I'm going to bring breakthrough into your house. Say amen, somebody. Say amen, somebody. You see, Elijah is going to be provided for by all the usual suspects. He's going to be provided for by the least and the least acceptable of the culture. But God is manifesting himself through that. You see, because God is letting him know and letting us know that the instrument he uses is his own. It's up to him. Elías va a ser alimentado 
en un lugar y en, por, por personas que no son lo que él espera, no son lo que él estaba uh, acostumbrado a, a, a ver a Dios usar. Pero el instrumento que Dios usa es de él. God chooses the instrument. And if that ever becomes a problem for you, or if it ever becomes a problem for me, all we have to do is remember that God's using us, right? We're the instrument a lot of people would not have chosen. Say amen, somebody. You understand that? God chose us, and that, that makes a whole lot of people irritated when they think about what God is doing in your life, what God has done in your life, because you're not the instrument they would have chosen. Uh, but we have to see that the, this entire narrative God is doing this. And toda esta narración, Dios está haciendo esto. Now, we see that the Bible said God sent him to, to Kareth. Dios lo mandó a el arroyo y el arroyo se secó. So he goes to the brook and the brook dries up. And that also teaches us the principle that God doesn't do things the same way all the time. Dios no usa el mismo instrumento todo el tiempo ni hace las cosas igual todo el tiempo. So, if you're expecting a breakthrough in 2020, don't look around for how you receive breakthrough in 2019. Because God is doing things in a different way. He doesn't need you or me to have a routine because, you see, routines become religion. And religion blocks the hand of God. Dios no necesita nuestra rutina porque la rutina se convierte en religión y la religión ofende la mano de Dios. What God is looking for is a people that will say, God, do it your way. I'm just going to wait on you and trust you to bring breakthrough to my life. Dios está buscando una, un, un pueblo que diga, Señor, hágalo como usted quiera. And so now Elijah's season has changed. Ahora ha cambiado el, el, el tiempo para el profeta Elías. Can I just tell you, if you want to know when a season has changed, just look at the brook. If things have dried up, it might be a signal. It's time for something different. God wants to do something different in my life. He wants to do something different in this particular area of my provision. And so he is now going to receive the word of the Lord. And the Lord says, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. That's a, a Gentile region. And I have commanded a widow to provide for you. Now here is the part I want to be teaching on tonight. Elijah comes into Zarephath. Elias entra a Zarepta, la ciudad, la aldea donde vive esta viuda que Dios ha mandado. And for all we know, this, this widow has no idea She's been called. Esta viuda no tiene idea que ha sido llamada. A whole lot of you in here have no idea you've been called. You have no idea God has a work for you to do. But, but God has sent a prophet into your life. He sent a word into your life to tell you this year breakthrough is going to come into your house. And all along, you're thinking, oh, that means I'm going to get my bills paid. That means my, my, uh, my 401k is going to grow. That means I'm going to get my debts paid off. You didn't think it meant that you're going to start winning souls, that you're going to start touching the nations. Come on, somebody. You got to have double vision here because God's about to change it up on you. 
Write that down in your notes because you're going to come back and you're going to tell me, Pastor, God changed it up on me. Go ahead, write it down. God's going to change it up on you. This woman, listen, she is gathering sticks. Everybody say, gathering sticks. The Bible said when Elijah, when Elijah comes into town, cuando el profeta llega a la ciudad, ella está recogiendo palos. Now, why does she think she's gathering sticks? ¿Por qué piensa ella que está recogiendo palos? Come on, I already told you the story three times, so you got to know now. Because she's going to make her last meal. Now, I use a key word there. What was my question? Why does she think she's gathering sticks? See, she thinks she's doing this for one reason. What she doesn't realize is that God has switched it up. Ella piensa, yo estoy recogiendo palos para hacer una, una fogata, para hacer la última comida, para morirme. Lo que no sabe es que Dios le ha cambiado la historia. Y ella está preparándose para un milagro, pero no lo sabe. She's preparing for a miracle, but doesn't know it. Say amen, somebody. Because you've been preparing for something. I said you've been preparing for something. And what you thought you were preparing for is not actually what you're preparing for because God has switched it up. I'm speaking prophetically to somebody tonight. And, and maybe right now you don't understand it, but you will. In, in a short period of time, you're going to realize, wait a minute, I thought I was cleaning out my garage for a new car, but instead God had other plans. There was something else going on. And I want you to just accept tonight that it's okay if God switches it up. In fact, it's better if God switches it up. Is it okay with you if God changes the plans? I said, is it okay with you if God changes the plans? See, you think you know what you're up to. You think you know what God is up to, but God is up to something bigger and better than what you think. Say amen, somebody. So here's what I want you to see, first of all, is that she's gathering sticks. That means she's doing something. Tell your neighbor, do something. If you're going to have a breakthrough, you got to do something. Si usted va a avanzar, usted, usted tiene que hacer algo. Esta mujer está recogiendo palos. She's not doing a great work. She's not building an ark or anything, right? But she's doing something. But listen, it might as well be building an ark. Because what she's, about, what she's doing is actually preparing to save her household from famine. Tell your neighbor again, do something. You see, you can't come and pray and, and hoot and holler and say, Lord, give me a breakthrough, and then go home and do nothing. You have to do something. Nothing will change until you do something. Nada va a cambiar hasta que ella haga algo. Y para usted, nada va a cambiar hasta que usted haga algo. Everybody that you see Jesus call in the Gospels was doing something. Peter was fishing. And Matthew was collecting taxes. And you see it all throughout the Gospels that when God chooses somebody to use, it's going to be somebody who's doing something. 
if you're sitting around thinking about fixing to someday I'm going to do something, don't expect a breakthrough. Breakthrough is going to come if you get up and do something. And you might say it may not look like much, it may not feel like much, but just getting up and going to Bible study and just getting up and going to church and just getting on your knees to pray or opening your Bible or giving an offering, you're saying, God, I'm doing something because I need you to show up in my life. And this woman, although she's a Gentile and although she doesn't have a whole lot of knowledge of the God of Israel, she is acting in the principles of the word of God. And that's the important thing is that the principles of God's word work whether you're a Christian or not. Los principios de la palabra de Dios funcionan aunque usted no es cristiano. That's why you see some people who are not believers prospering financially and some people who are believers not prospering financially and you say, well, if that's a believer and that's an unbeliever, what's the difference? What's going on? The, the difference is the unbeliever is living by the principles of finance, and they're prospering. They're going to go to hell when they die, but they're prospering in the meantime. And the believer is going to go to heaven when they die, but they're broke in the meantime. Tell your neighbor, do something. You see, there has to be a willingness to prepare. Now, the second thing we see about this, this this little phrase, she's gathering sticks, is that she is creating order. Número dos, la vemos creando orden. Say, create order. Now, the Lord gave us a message uh, on uh, New Year's Eve, and it was this, to get the chaos or the disorder out of your life. How many of you remember that? How many of you have been working on that? El Señor nos dio una instrucción el, uh, el, uh, la noche del de último día del año y una de las palabras que él nos dio fue saca el desorden de tu vida. Say it again, create order. When you pick up sticks in your yard, why do you do that? Clean up the yard, right? You're creating order so that when the yard man comes over, he doesn't yell at you for bending his, his blade. And when she's collecting sticks, she's actually creating order. And God comes to places where there's preparation for him to come. Now, the reason that the Lord gave us this word in, uh, at the beginning of the year was that he is a God of order. Dios es un Dios de orden. The house of God is a place of order. La casa de Dios es un lugar de orden. The, the teaching of God's word should be done in order. La enseñanza de la palabra debe ser hecha en orden. There ought to be order in the house of believers. Debe haber orden en la casa del creyente. Because God is a God of order. ¿Por qué? Porque Dios es un Dios de orden. And God comes to places where there's order. You'll never see the manifestation of the spirit of God in a church where there's disorder. Where some people are talking during the sermon and where there's loud noise and there's phones going off. When there's disorder, you cannot expect glory. The glory of God comes to orderly places. And God gave us this word because he was coming to visit your house. Amen, somebody. And if he's going to visit your house, there needs to be order in your house. You have to create order. And whose job is it to do that? 
It's your job. God's not our housekeeper. He's given us the authority to establish order in our homes, to establish order in our life. Dios nos ha dado la autoridad para establecer orden en nuestra vida, establecer orden en nuestra casa. Establecer el orden es prepararnos para la visita de Dios. It's, if you establish order, you are preparing yourself for God's visitation into your life. So you have to eradicate disorder. Tenemos que sacar el desorden. And what I mentioned to you on New Year's Eve was this, that things break down. All right, we know that. Stuff breaks. Las cosas se quiebran. Eso es natural, es normal. If you have a tool, sooner or later it's going to break. So disorder happens because of use. El desorden viene cuando se usan las cosas, se quebrantan las cosas. That's not the problem. The problem is that you can never have, is that, is that you, you uh, the problem isn't that you ever have or disorder. The problem is when you tolerate disorder. The problem is when you learn to live with disorder. El problema no es que haya desorden. El problema es ajustarse al desorden. When you, when you get used to things being broken and make no effort to fix them, that's the problem. Cuando usted se impone a que las cosas estén quebrantadas y no hace el esfuerzo para componerlas, ese es el problema. When, when, you're, uh, when your car door has to be opened on the passenger side by reaching out the window and popping it open and scooting over and getting out and then... Uh, you close the door, and, and you got to do this every time you get out of the car. That works for a couple days, right? But after two weeks, after two months, and some people are so good at it, it's like, bam, 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 out of the car. Quick. I already managed the disorder. I have mastered it. God doesn't want you to master disorder. He wants you to get it out. Because when, when you have order... He can work. When there's order in your life, you'll hear him better. When there's order in your life, you have peace. Order brings peace into your home. It brings joy into your life, doesn't it? That one moment when all the laundry's done. It doesn't last long, right? But for that one moment, that order brings joy. Listen, this woman is preparing for a miracle. She's getting disorder out of her life. Last thing I want you to notice here, or a couple more things here, is that she is removing dead things. Because what are sticks? ¿Qué son palos? Cosas muertas. You got to get the dead things out of your life. Saca lo muerto. What do you want it for? ¿Para qué lo quiere? Well, pastor, it makes good mulch. That's an excuse for disorder. Get the dead things out of your life. Saca las cosas muertas de tu vida. If you have resentments, you have unforgiveness, you have a grudge, get it out. Those things produce death. You have, you have any kind of thought 
that leads you down instead of up is death, and you need to get it out of your life. It's okay. You're going to be all right without it. You, you are going to make room for the miracle. Usted va a hacer lugar para el milagro cuando usted saca las cosas muertas de su vida. Why do we keep blenders that don't work? Why do we keep appliances that don't work? I don't know why. We all, we've all done it. Is, I'm not preaching at you. I'm just telling you if, you, if you remove it, you make room for something better, don't you? Say amen, somebody. This, room, this woman doesn't even know it, but she's preparing for her breakthrough. Esta mujer, al recoger palos, está sacando lo muerto, está trayendo orden, está preparándose para uh, el milagro que va a venir a su vida. And in the meantime, she's preparing for one thing, but God actually has another thing in mind for her. She's preparing to die. God is planning for her to live. Say amen, somebody. She's preparing to have a funeral, and God is preparing to have a feast. You need to get excited about that because I'm not talking about the widow of Zarephath. I'm talking about your house. I'm talking about your family. I'm talking about the things you thought were done and, and over with and dead. God said, no, this is not the end. It's the beginning of a new season. Breakthrough is going to visit your house this year. Say amen, somebody. Get the word of the Lord. This woman has no idea. She's preparing her household to receive a miracle from God. And here's, here's the thing. She has one plan, but God has a different plan. God's plan is better. Say that out loud. God's plan is better. Do you believe that? What's her plan? Eat and die. That's my plan. I'm going to eat and die. Doesn't sound like much of a plan to me. What's God's plan? Eat and live. Say hallelujah, somebody. God's plan is always better. It may not be easier. It's always better. God's plan is bigger. El plan de Dios es mejor. Pero también el plan de Dios es más grande. Say that out loud. God's plan is bigger. She's planning for a welfare allotment. A little bit. God's planning to feed her whole house, not once, but for the rest of the season. You know, the Bible tells us about another woman who was also in dire straits. Her name was Ruth. También la Biblia nos habla de otra mujer llamada Ruth. Y Ruth sale a la labor para recoger a las espigas de trigo que se cayeron en la mano del trabajador. Uh, Ruth goes out to the field to pick up the, the grains of wheat that were dropped by the worker. Because in the, in the law of Moses, if you're working, when you tied a, tied a bale of, of wheat together and something fell on the ground, you couldn't pick it up again. Just, just think about how awesome God is. He doesn't need the scraps. So don't, don't pick it up. If it fell on the ground, it's gone. And that's an important principle. But what, what did fall on the ground was left for the poor. And so the poor could come in and pick up whatever, was, whatever scraps were left, and they could take that home, and they could, they could grind the wheat and make it into flour, and they could eat. 
So Ruth goes out to the field to pick up what's left, the little stalks of grain. She had one plan. God had a bigger plan. In her plan, she's going to go and get enough, just a little allotment, just enough to get by for her and her mother-in-law. God's plan is for her to own the field. I don't think you heard me. I said God's plan was for her to own the field. And guess what? When she goes to that field, she's doing what she can. She's gathering sticks. She's gathering wheat. And then Boaz sees her and says, whoa, who's that? And before long, Ruth and Boaz are married, and now Ruth owns the field. Because God's plan is better and God's plan is bigger. Say amen, somebody. Don't argue with God, obey him. I said, don't argue with God, obey him. Believe God. His plan is better than your plan, and his plan is bigger than your plan. Because his ways are higher than your ways, and his thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Come on, somebody. God is a big God, and he's a good God, and he has great things. He's got plans for your life, and he had plans for this woman's life. And now she's about to enter into a breakthrough season in her life. The prophet arrives, and now he gives her the instruction. She receives the word of the Lord. She's willing to obey, and then she's going to bring her seed. Ella va a traer su semilla. Now, I don't have all the time that I need tonight to unpack this, so I just want to mention this to you again tonight. That everyone has a seed. Todos tienen una semilla. Say, I have a seed. Say this with me. In every season, I have a seed. You'll never be without a seed. Usted siempre tiene una semilla. Y no va a haber tiempo en su vida donde usted no tenga semilla. It may not be much, but God doesn't need much. God needs you to give what you have, what you can. No será muy grande, pero Dios no necesita lo mucho. Dios lo que busca es que usted le dé algo. When you give a seed... You are creating room for God to work. Cuando usted siembra una semilla, usted está creando un espacio para que Dios obre. And let me just unpack this for you a moment. What is a seed? Because I said everybody has a seed, and you'll always have a seed, so what is a seed? A seed is anything that can become more. Una semilla es cualquier cosa que se pueda convertir en más. A seed is anything that improves the life of someone else. Una semilla es cualquier cosa que pueda a mejorar la vida de otra persona. A seed is anything that you can do or know or possess that can be a blessing. Una semilla es cualquier cosa que usted pueda hacer Saber o poseer que pueda ser de bendición para alguien más. Let me say that again. A seed is anything that you can know, do, or possess that can be a blessing 
to somebody else. Say, I always have a seed. A seed might be an offering. Una semilla puede ser una ofrenda. That's, that's the part we're most familiar with. Lo que más conocemos. We, we received an offering here years ago to re re renovate the, the sanctuary. And I told the church, this Sunday we're going to give our vision offering. Nobody should stay without giving. If you have a nickel, give a nickel. If you don't have anything, borrow a dollar. Everybody should give something today. And one, one, a few people probably did that. They borrowed a dollar because they didn't have anything else to give. One lady borrowed a dollar. She gave it, single mom, and within a few weeks was able to give $1,000 toward the vision offering. Well, she gave $999 toward the vision offering, and she paid back the dollar. Say amen, somebody. But you see, the seed is not always money. Your love is a seed. Your time is a seed. Your patience is a seed. Your kindness is a seed. When you pray for somebody, that's a seed. When you stop a rumor, say, huh, that's enough, I don't want to hear it. You just sowed a seed. Your forgiveness is a seed. Your gratitude is a seed. Anything you have that can bless somebody else is a seed. Cualquier cosa que usted tenga que pueda bendecir a alguien más es una semilla. And generally, wherever you need the breakthrough, that's the kind of seed you need to sow. So if there's a financial breakthrough, you need to sow a financial seed. If you need a relationship breakthrough, you need to sow a relationship seed. If there is a, an attitude breakthrough you need, you need to start sowing an attitude seed. God operates on the principle of the sower and the reaper. Dios opera sobre este principio. The entire creation uh, duplicates itself through the seed. Toda la creación se duplica a través de su semilla. God created trees and those trees have existed for thousands of years upon the earth because of the seed. God created man and because of the seed there's billions of people on the earth today. This is a principle established by God. So the important thing for us to get tonight is to realize I have something that I can sow toward my breakthrough. Usted esta noche tiene algo que usted puede dar hacia su, hacia su avance. But you have to sow because that creates room. For God to work. Cuando usted siembra, usted está creando un lugar para que Dios opere. You're making room for God to come into the situation. The moment the woman goes back to get that piece of bread for the prophet, she's going to give the little she has to the prophet. And that seed is going to multiply into breakthrough for her family for a, for a season. This principle is true right now. It's true tonight. So I want to challenge you to sow what you have. Now think about this. 
the seed is always disproportionate. Little seed, big problem. You ever notice that? Your seed is never bigger than your problem. Jesus said it like this. He said, if you have as much faith as a mustard seed, you will say to the mountain. So the problem is the mountain. The answer is in the seed. It's disproportionate, makes no sense. But we're not looking at it with the natural eye. We're looking at it with the spiritual eye. Are you with me tonight? God says you have a seed of faith. And if you will, if you will activate the seed of faith, you will say to the mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and the mountain will move. You see, God doesn't need us to impress him. He needs us to believe him and obey him. Dios no necesita que usted lo impresione. Necesita que usted le obedezca. And when you activate your faith toward God and you begin to sow seeds and you sow them expecting that God is going to allow the law of sowing and reaping to operate in that area of your life, you, you will begin to make room for God to work. Now, here's the thing. You will always sow. More, you always reap more than you sow. Later than you sow. So be careful how you sow. Let me read a, a verse to you real quick. Well, you know it by memory. But the Bible says that if you... Give, it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, will men give into your bosom. You heard that verse? You know what the Bible is really talking about there? Not talking about money. It's talking about forgiveness. It says if you don't forgive, you will receive unforgiveness, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. No, thank you. If you forgive, then you will receive forgiveness. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men bring into your bosom. For with the measure with which you meet, it shall be measured back to you. What's, what's the principle here tonight? That the sowing of the seed is not just money. It might be forgiveness. It might be kindness. It might be spending time with somebody. But whatever it is, God says the measure that you that you measured out is the measure with which it's going to be measured back to you. And you will receive, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That sounds like a breakthrough to me. I said that sounds like a breakthrough to me. So tonight I want you to be very prayerful and say, God, what is the seed you want me to sow? Now, there is a financial seed that God is asking us as a church to prepare for our vision offering coming up in February. But there are all kinds of areas in your life where God is saying, look, I have something bigger and I have something better. But you got to receive my word. you got to be willing to obey me. you got to make room for me to work in your life. Would you stand with me tonight? Vamos a ponernos en pie esta noche. All over the room, just lift your hands to heaven.
And just say, Lord, I'm ready for you to switch it up. I need some things to change. I need the season to shift in my life. I'm counting on you tonight to take the preparation of last year and use it to bring my miracle this year. Now, right where you are, just lift your voice to God. Acknowledge his word tonight. Make a commitment. I'm going to be willing to obey. I'm going to obey quickly. And I'm going to start sowing the seed that's going to be the difference for my life. This year, breakthrough will visit your house. It's time to go start gathering the sticks. It's time to bring order into chaos. It's time for you to get the dead things out. Because this year, breakthrough will visit your house. Come on, open your mouth. Begin to acknowledge the word of the Lord. Begin to receive the word of the Lord tonight. And let him show you, let him point out those areas that need order. So that you can have the breakthrough that he has promised to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for revelation and insight to be given to your children. I pray tonight that as the word has been preached, that faith would rise up in their hearts. To expect that what you have for them is bigger and it is better than everything they thought they were going to be planning for. Than everything they thought they were going to receive. And that it will be different than what they expected. I pray, God, that you would bring ministry and fruitfulness into the lives of your children. Just as this woman provided for the prophet, I pray, oh God, you would provide for the household of, the, of Kingsway Church and also for the ministry of the body of Christ. Come on, somebody receive the word of the Lord. Say it tonight. Say it tonight. This year, breakthrough. We'll visit my house one more time this year. Breakthrough. We'll visit my house one more time if you believe it this year. Breakthrough. We'll visit my house. Come on now, start thanking God. Thank Him because He loved you so much. He sent His word to you. He sent His word to you to bring breakthrough. To bring deliverance. To bring transformation. <laughs>